They're going to have some pretty firm views on this next story because, uh, look, it's not the first time we've heard about something like this and it's certainly not going to be the last time. But the uh, children's book writer, the famed Enid Blyton, has had her uh, famous five books edited with certain phrases amended to suit what's being called uh, modern sensibilities. So uh, she has audio books which are out. I mean, I think Edith Blyton herself passed away in 1968 perhaps, but uh, her, her volume of work and her categories, her uh, catalogue of works is quite, quite astounding. But now uh, certain phrases that bob up in these stories, like the one you're about to hear, have been edited out. So this is the original version. I can't. I've got to go to the dentist and have this beastly, horrible tooth out. I must go tonight. Shut up, George. Be sensible. Whoever is there will still be there tomorrow. Well, there you go. So the bit which has been edited out is shut up. So well, that's apparently offensive. So joining us on the line now is a children's author himself in Wei Chim. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, uh, good, thank you. Now, are you are you are you for this or against this, or how do you see it? I mean, are we being overly sensitive? I think. Look, authors are edited all the time, and the whole point about books and stories is that they reflect what is happening um, in the current space. And I think, um, yeah, editing is is something that is is important. I think. Um, you know, I think it would be very naive to think that what writers write just goes out there. It's um, interpreted within the context. So I think that, you know, books uh, like Enid um, can have an update. And I think that if editors and they feel that that's a time to reflect it, certainly, you know, if she was alive at the time, she would be able to kind of have a say in this. But, you know, this isn't, this isn't that place now. So this is sort of what's been happening. So, yeah, I think that it's every book can be updated um, to reflect if they want to be read and continually read in modern times. Well, it's interesting that you say if she was alive, she could have had a say in this, but she's not alive. She doesn't have a say and decisions are being made on her behalf. Yeah, and I guess that is the nature of, you know, um, mortality and stuff like that. But look, the, the great thing about being a writer or stories is that they are timeless. And I think it's a great reflection of the fact that she has a body of work that's very well regarded. And we and the stories themselves are timeless and they're still being celebrated. And yes, you know, I think um, some tweaks can be made to more um, to reflect the current culture, because I think the worst thing that would happen is that you don't make changes and the stories kind of wither away. They lose relevance and they die out and then they're no longer read. And then that's sort of even a sadder sort of outcome, I think. What, what they're not being read because uh, some, some kiddies might be offended by the term shut up? Are not read, but just certainly not as recognised. There's certainly, look, I mean, the way kids, the way books are put out there, they're put out with a different, there's a whole different body of works out there. And children will read the books that they want to read, that they feel um, that they gravitate towards. And I think that it is important that we see that the books that they have, that they recognise where they come from. And um, yeah, that they're, they see themselves in those types of books. So I think that it's something that people will, you know, I think that children will understand the story behind them and be able to see words that they feel reflect what they, what they grow up with. What they're told to grow up with. Um, so, well, I, mm-hmm, tell well, me more. <laughs> well, no, so, okay, so there's phrases like shut up, um, don't be an idiot. Is that, I mean, don't be an idiot. Is that really offensive? I mean, I think they hear worse in the playground, don't they, at school? 
But the idea of it is that is it something that they need to see and reinforce again in story in the in the books that they read? What is the does that word do those phrases actually reflect anything to do with the story that's being told? Well, well, so it, but, 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 but that's the way Enid, but that's the way Enid Blyton wrote it. If she didn't think that it was uh, you know pertaining to the story, she wouldn't have put it in there. Now these books have been part of what four or five generations. Absolutely. And that's such an accomplishment that she's done. And certainly when she wrote it, she was writing it back in the time to reflect the time and culture that she was that she was writing them in. She isn't alive now. And they, I think it's such a celebration to her and to her. Oh, I think it's disrespectful. Her still being, you think it's disrespectful? Absolutely it is. But certainly writers are always being writers. And even as we um, kind of go, go through things, we are being we we have we people respond to us and people are responding to her books certainly if she was able to ha- issue a response she could very well be for this type of change it's not about respect is honoring and understanding someone's original intention but we don't actually know her original intention and in this vein because she has passed away we can certainly um you know understand and respect that these books are something that we want to continue to celebrate and in order to make them and reflect but why? Times, why would update. why would this generation not gravitate towards the books because it might have phrases like "Don't be an idiot"? It's not. A, it's because there are different books out there, and that is the thing. There's an entire well, I, but, but there's world more. of works out there now. Yeah. And certainly, if we want to continue to kind of give that reflection of it, because. I think the idea is that there are different types of books and the, the society has changed and the language has changed. And certainly by updating these books. Now, her original books, there's millions of these copies floating around. It's not like we're saying anything about those. It's just that in order to kind of reflect modern times, books get updated. They issue new editions all of the time and they do have tweaks. Books get written into different countries. So, for example, an Australian book that says the words nappies, for example, will be rewritten to reflect American English because because the term is diaper. So those sorts of changes happen all the time. Are we saying that, that those types of tweaks are also disrespectful? Because that's how the entire industry goes about things. It is about talking to the children of today. And that is what, you know, those sorts of updates do is reflect that times have changed and there are different types of languages that are being reflected okay. in our modern body of literature. All right. Okay. So so you, you, you can't have books. And I can see shut up is probably borderline. I mean, that's, that's something that we should sort of think about. But things like don't be an idiot. And you talk about the books now reflect different values. Well, I'm just having a look at a snapshot here of uh, children's books that are out at the moment. Uh, Zoe Foster Blake, who uh, is Hamish Blake's wife, has got a book, No One Likes a Fart. Uh, There's another book, Walter the Farting Dog. Now, sorry, but I find that more offensive than someone saying, don't be an idiot. Talking about farting dogs. Interesting. I find that an interesting statement. Um, Look, I think... The concept of it is that we're looking at ways we're looking at ways to respect individuals and and certainly that these types of changes aren't made lightly. It's not something someone just makes makes a change like you know without thought behind it. There's definitely a reflection around though. It's, those types of terms are hurtful. I'm not sure if farting is necessarily considered or can be construed as well. I think hurtful. it's uh, I think a lot I, behind well, the word idiot. That, well, I think know, if we're if we're has. if we're celebrating if we're celebrating breaking wind, then you know I don't think we need books. Here's another one. There is a monster under my bed who farts. 
there are lots of fart books out there, and certainly it does seem that there's an uh, there's an oversaturation in fart books. But you know, mm. and I certainly yeah. think that I think the 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 concept of where and I, I see where you're going with this, but the concept of discussing breaking wind and farting isn't is a different I is is different to and it's seen as humor as opposed to how a statement like you know um, sort of don't be an idiot that has malicious that has a malicious intent in there and especially with that type of language that can be used maliciously we don't want to kind of be celebrating that kind of intention, especially amongst young children. I don't think that's the type of thing. That, and again, it doesn't take away from the story. It doesn't take away from the key themes that Enid has been trying to trying to put in there. And I think that's that's the concept there is that we're we're still honoring her story in, in itself. We're just making sure that it's less that it's less hurtful and some of that malicious language can be taken out. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Well, I, I, as I say, I find it you know sort of uh, a little hard to get my head around the fact that so many generations have enjoyed. These books, this they style have. of writing, they're these words. New and then, generation will too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we, you know, the, the the little darlings will survive. They will. We don't need to put them in cotton wool twenty four seven. Absolutely, and there's so much that they have to survive out there. You're absolutely right. There's so much already happening there, and you know they will survive, and they will be an absolutely re- resilient and wonderful generation. And I have high, high hopes for for these kids. And mm. you know, in many, in other ways, we can also look out for them and make sure that you know they're. They're well, they're well informed. Okay. All right. Nice to talk to you. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Have a great day. You too, Wei. Wei Chim joining us there, a children's author. And uh, I'll be fascinated in your views. One double three six nine three. Are we going overboard here? Or, I mean, as I said, shut up is maybe one that we don't really need. But even then, to sort of like edit it from these uh, literary classics is a, is a very, very big call.